I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We could learn from Boris Johnson. London's inquiry into its government's performance during the coronavirus crisis provides a timely example of making leaders accountable for their actions during a crisis. The pandemic left over 202,000 dead in Britain, certainly not the worst case in the world which saw 1.1 million dead in the U.S., 701,494 in Brazil, 531,647 in India, and, by contrast, an unverified low death rate in China, where the virus had begun. Yet bereaved British families and critics felt Boris Johnson's government could have saved at least 30,000 lives with a more timely response. Before we close the book on our own COVID-19 crisis, it seems but right to oblige the government to give the nation a full account of how it dealt with the pandemic which killed 66,755 Filipinos out of 4,023,920 confirmed Filipino cases. This means resolving all the issues, particularly those involving the acquisition of vaccines that made corruption nearly as life-threatening as the pandemic. For instance, the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee was flooded with allegations concerning questionable vaccine transactions by Farmley Pharmaceutical Corporation, whose gravity and audacity defied belief. These hearings ended without a binding committee report, with committee chairman Senator Richard Gordon suffering the added penalty of losing his re-election bid in the 2022 election, while those who had been denounced under oath for having allegedly made massive fortunes from illegal transactions in vaccines never got a slap on the wrist for their crimes. I am not proposing that we repeat the failed Senate inquiry in the hope of producing different results, but we might learn something new if the Senate or the House were to investigate the same people after they and their patrons shall have left public office. That is what we could learn from the Boris Johnson inquiry. It is enough to read The Guardian's associate editor and columnist Martin Kettle to be guided by the proceedings. On his first day giving evidence to the UK's COVID-19 inquiry, Johnson wrapped himself in a cloak of indifference, Kettle writes. In the middle of the morning, the inquiry counsel, Hugo Keith, confronted Johnson with a list of angry WhatsApp verdicts from number 10 insiders about the government's failure to take the right decision at the right time during the pandemic. He quoted the cabinet secretary Simon Chase, Johnson's choice for the job, remember? saying that he had never seen a bunch of people less well-equipped to run a country. For any other figure facing a public inquiry of the kind, this would be a perilous moment, exposing them to charges of indecisiveness and failure to lead. Yet Johnson reveled in it. This was what politics is like, he replied, visibly relaxing after some sticky earlier exchanges. Angry views were wholly to be expected, he said. If WhatsApp had existed when Margaret Thatcher was Prime Minister, the Mandarinate would have been revealed as equally angry and critical with her except that they would not. Johnson was wrong about that. In their different ways, prime ministers such as Thatcher, Clement Attlee or Tony Blair, the trio of post-war prime ministers whom Keir Starmer invoked this week for their achievements, all knew their own minds, perhaps to a fault at times. If WhatsApp had existed in Thatcher's 1980s pomp, there might have been complaining ministers and advisors. But every one of them would have been complaining about the firmness or wrongness of her views, not that they were unclear, as they were in Johnson's case. Whatever else you can say about Thatcher, Attlee or Blair, they were all up to their job of being Prime Minister. Inside their heads, all three had an idea of Britain that they were in Downing Street to try to achieve. The same is not true of Johnson.
Unlike fanatical Brexiteers, he lacked any idea of the kind of Britain he sought to create except one that would glorify and gratify him. He was in Downing Street not because of what he wanted to do but because of what he wanted to be. He was there because he wanted to be Prime Minister. Unlike Attlee, Thatcher or Blair, Johnson was not up to the job. Michael Gove told the inquiry last week that Johnson liked to listen to contending arguments about courses of action before coming to a decision. He called it a gladiatorial method of policymaking. It was sometimes the way Attlee governed too. But it is useless if you don't take decisions once the arguments have been laid out. And in a crisis like a pandemic, it is fatal. Having watched the Farmley Senate hearings before, I am eager to find out how those actors who had failed to come forward with their malfeasance during the hearings would perform now, were they to be summoned after they and their political bosses shall have lost power. They would no longer have to contend with the fog of war. Even Robert McNamara ultimately had to see the enormous folly of the Vietnam War. I think the government could use the lesson from the Johnson hearing not only to close its book on COVID-19, but also to put a closure to its conflict with the International Criminal Court, ICC, at The Hague over the alleged Duterte drug killings. Since the government maintains that it has primary jurisdiction over all alleged extrajudicial killings in the Philippine drug war, it should be able to put out an official report covering the entire drug war and declaring that it has taken full jurisdiction and control over all cases in that war. That should tell the world, not just The Hague, where it really stands. Fstadat at gmail.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.